Consistency. It's a word every coach wants from every player on both sides of the ball. And consistency from Michael Hall Jr. could be what Ohio State's defense needs to take the next step in 2023. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Buckeye fans, welcome back to the episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, February 13th in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to us by our good friends at LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. During this episode, we will discuss what went down during the Ohio State, the most recent Buckeye basketball game, and what the outcome of that game means for Chris Holman's future in Columbus. But before we get to any of that, we have all been wondering, When will Michael Hall Jr. be a consistent piece of the Buckeye defense? When will the defensive line have Mike Hall as a part of the rotation every single game? That was a question and a thought we all had during the season, and I still have it right now. But this word consistency comes to my mind when it comes to Mike Hall Jr. in two areas. In both of those areas, if he is consistent in both of these categories, it will catapult the Buckeye defense in 2023 to take into taking the next step with Jim Knowles as the head coach of the Buckeye defense. Mike Hall, I remember a couple years ago when he first got to, got to the school and I had someone in my DMs on Twitter discussing and saying, Mike Hall, watch out for him. Mike Hall, watch out for him. Now, I hear all these things about watch out for this player, watch out for that player. Some of y'all saying watch out for so-and-so who's never stepped on the football field in Columbus, but y'all saying watch out. Maybe it's a family friend or maybe you saw his high school film or whatever it is. You're saying watch out, and I need, I need some production. And so when I hear that, I take the source for what it is, but also I want to wait and see, is there some validity to that statement? That that player who was being spoken about at that time can be a big piece of the pie when they're on the field. And ultimately, we have seen flashes of good play from Michael Hall Jr. We have seen things that Michael Hall Jr. can do well. We have seen things that he can do and improve on. But one of the things that I think when it comes to Michael Hall Jr., If the first one happens, the second one will ultimately happen as well. When it comes to Michael Hall Jr., when it comes to him being a consistent player and him being a big piece of the pie for the Buckeye defense in 2023, production needs to be consistent. Now, I'm using two P words, positive production or good production, whatever you want to call it. Positive production needs to be there for the Buckeyes every time he's on the field. And that's not me saying. He needs to be a stat sheet stuffer. Not saying that. Or a primetime performer. Really, a primetime performer is more what I'm looking for than a stat sheet stuffer to phrases that I've, that I've taken from Dick Vitale when he calls the college basketball. You're more wanting a primetime performer, not a stat sheet stuffer. Because a stat sheet stuffer, yeah, it's great. But as a defensive tackle in the interior of the defensive line, if you're a primetime player, a PTP ultimately what you're doing is creating chaos in the middle. 
making it hard for these guard center guard combo. Maybe there's a fullback, definitely a running back and quarterback back there. You're muddying up the interior of the offensive line and not allowing anybody to get penetra- to get uh, to the second level. You're not allowing uh, guys to double team you um, in pass protection, or even run run uh, plays. You're not allowing things to happen right there. You're confusing and causing chaos and wreaking havoc in the interior of the defensive line. Now, we have seen Michael Hall Jr. do that sometimes in pass, passing situations. Did it very well. I think Michigan State, <clears throat> once they was two and a half sacks, seven plays or whatever it was, um, crazy numbers for the amount of plays that he played, but consistency is needed. Going around on the Twitter, there was a report of um, some workouts players did, and they were clocking the top end speed, the fastest speed any player hit during this workout. Michael Hall Jr., 21.4 miles per hour was what he was clocked at. Absurd. Literally absurd. And uh, think about that when it comes to DBs and uh, linebackers and how fat, what just think about what, what that is for a human being to be moving at that rate. Adding that he's 290 pounds, that man's not normal, not m- normal at all. Now, th- think about this if he takes that and couples it with um, a great skill set and and uh, adding tools to his bag and refining the tools that are already in his bag, Michael Hall Jr. and that positive production you have from him on the football field, ultimately that will be a byproduct of all the offseason work that are that's not just work, but good work, positive work, leading him to be a PT peer, primetime performer during the 2023 football season. Ultimately, if you get that positive production, you're going to get he's going to get more playing time. Like that's that's a byproduct. If you're a player who's a dog and doing these consistently on the football field, you're going to get more playing time. Now, maybe it was a year ago. I heard that he had an injury that was holding keeping him off the field, but he was still playing. So here's my thing saying if he's on a pitch count, why is his snaps different in one game versus the next? Like one week he could literally play play 20 snaps, the next it could be 35, the next it could be five. Okay, maybe your injury is getting worse and worse and worse, but if it's 25 and 35 and then five, okay. Those are where the questions come into play. Those, that's when things become confusing. But if Michael Hall Jr. in another year at Ohio State, another year working with Larry Johnson, in a scheme that might fit him the best, if he finds time and if he gets into the time period for him to put it all together, and let's just say Michael Hall Jr. plays in every game this year. Let's just say Michael Hall Jr., he ultimately is a player that when he's on the field, Tommy Eichenberg and Sil Chambers are able and they're freer to make all the plays. Or may it, maybe, may it be JT Tuomalowau or Zach Sawyer or whoever the other defensive end is, whoever the D, D tackle is. If Michael Hall Jr., can do his job and make other people's jobs easier. Ultimately, that's a great way for him to be a big piece of the pie for the Buckeyes defense to take the next step in 2023. A team that when the clock turned to 2023 did not take the next step is the Ohio State basketball team. They lost another basketball game. We will tell you what happened in that contest with the Michigan State Spartans next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to us by LinkedIn. 
in jobs. As a small business or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen today. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know is found at Locked On College Basketball. It keeps you up to date with everything going on in the sport. It is all found in one place. Plus here from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your fine podcast. The Buckeyes lost another basketball game. This is becoming somewhat of a broken record. This one was a loss to the Michigan State Spartans. The Buckeyes gave the Michigan State Spartans their 16th win on the season. Michigan State 16 and 9. The Buckeyes are 11 and 14. And as I mentioned on a post game video for the Locked On Podcast Network in regards to what went down, I opened the video with this. A season that you thought couldn't get any worse did. Maybe not word for word, but the season just got worse. Now you're thinking, like, is a loss the reason why the season got worse? Absolutely not. It's the, well, I won't say the production, but the lack thereof, the lack of production in this game that makes me scratch my head and wonder, will Ohio State win another basketball game this season? And that comes in a game 62-41. to 41. You're at home. You're on national TV, on CBS. You know you're, you're going to be having all the eyeballs of the college basketball world on you. You're one of the few games being played at that time. Everybody in the country is looking forward to the Super Bowl on Sunday evening between the Chiefs and the Eagles. This is being recorded prior to that game being played, which is why I'm not talking about what the outcome of that game was. But that game is fun. It's going to be a good game. It should be a great game to watch. The Buckeye game was not. Chris Holman tried a different starting lineup in this game. 
started three freshmen. Maybe this is something we should have seen or you thought we would have seen earlier in the season. But ultimately, when the Buckeyes are playing well, why in the world would you deviate from what's working? But that's what happens. Chris Holtman started. Roddy Gell Jr., freshman. Bruce Thornton, freshman. I think Bruce Thornton started started every game of the season. And then Bryce Sensiball, the leading scorer uh, for the Buckeyes in the season, not in the game a day ago. Justice Sewing started, and then Zed Key. Out of all five starting starters in this game, none of them scored in double digits. The leading scorer among all the starters was Bruce Thornton with nine points, only on four of nine shooting. Bryce Sintabal, the leading scorer on the season for the Buckeyes, only made three of his 14 field goals in this game, only made one of his seven three-point shots that he shot in this game. The Buckeyes normally do pretty well from shooting from the three-point area. They shot. They only made six of the 29 threes that they made in this game for 21%. I heard somebody on the broadcast, may it be Andrew Catalan, definitely don't think it was Craig uh, Clark Kellogg, say this was a defensive battle. Buddy, these are just two teams that weren't making, making baskets. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say Michigan State played great defense. I'm not going to sit here and say, as I would love to praise the Buckeyes, I would, I'm not going to sit here and say the Buckeyes played great defense. Ultimately, this was a game between two teams that struggled to put the ball in the basket. Michigan State, yeah, on the on the game, they shot 46%. They shot 32% from downtown. They shot over 23s in this game. And I'm sitting here looking. Outside of Joey Hauser, Michigan State wasn't doing too much with the basketball. Like, they weren't doing much at all. If you take Hauser's points away and you still put everybody's points in there, just take one guy's points away completely, the Buckeyes would have won this game by one. Confusing, man. Like, uh, the efficient offense you saw early in the season, it's not there. Joey Hauser was, was a man for Michigan State. 22 points, 8-13 shooting from the field. He made six of his nine threes that he shot in this game, and that was a difference maker. The offense for Ohio State is not there. Is not there at all. I have seen a lot of guys, Bruce Thornton, Justice Suing, uh, Roddy Gill Jr., sometimes Bright Sensible. It's not pass the ball around, try to find a guy that has an open shot. No, sometimes it's, I got the rock, let me cook. Timeout. Don't you have five guys on the court? Aren't you a part of a unit that play, part of a game that plays five guys at one time on the court? Then why in the world are you trying to do it all yourself? Because you're doing that plays right into the opposition's hand. But the Buckeyes, they continue to try to play this one-on-one basketball. You want to know how bad it is? The Buckeyes made 17 field goals in this game. They assisted on only five of those 17 field goals that they made in this game. That's not acceptable. One thing that aids Michigan State is they they assisted, they had 15 assists, made 27 field goals. That's a way better ratio. That's going to help you win more basketball games. It's not always about, and I harp on this a lot, the energy and effort that needs that needs to be seen and displayed on the basketball court. You find it in the rebounding. You find it in the points in the paint. You find it in the second chance points. You find it in the hustle stats. The Buckeyes, I believe they had eight turnovers in the first half, cleaned that up in the second half. Great for them kind of getting back. They got more confident in the second half, got the game within five points, but Michigan State went on an 8-0 run, and that was all she wrote. The Buckeyes, second chance points, only nine. The Buckeyes lost rebound battle. 
42-31. to 31. The Buckeyes, points in the paint, they only scored 12. Michigan State scored 26 points in the paint. But the Buckeyes disregard everything Michigan State does. The Buckeyes had to find a way. Find a way. Be more physical, one. Be more consistent, two. In three, use your teammates. You may say, Jay, this is like elementary, man. Like, you may be somebody who coaches a third or fourth or fifth grade basketball team, and you're saying, hey, and the kid may say, what's the easiest way for us to win a game? Because we need to find a way to just put it all together for us to play as a unit here. Run the plays that we have for you. It's not crazy. It's not rocket science. Run the plays they work. Two, trust your teammates. And three, when the ball goes up for a shot, go in, block out, and rebound. This stuff is elementary. But for some reason, for some reason, this basketball team is not doing the easy things. And you may say, Jay, some of y'all might be like, man, why are you so hard on this basketball team? 11 to 14 is not acceptable. It's not acceptable at all. I don't care if you're... It's, it's Ohio State. No, Ohio State's basketball team is not expected to do big and bad things on the court. It's not expected at all. What is expected from them? For them to play sound basketball. For them to make the NCAA tournament. For them to occasionally make the Sweet 16. Those are things that should be expected. No, buddy. <laughs> it's not happening this year. <laughs> NIT. <laughs> I said at one point that I think that might be where the Buckeyes fall. No, man. From what I saw on Sunday afternoon, no, man. <laughs> NIT, <laughs> that ain't laughing right now. I'm laughing to try to make light of a really bad situation in Columbus. Because if I'm Chris Holtman, I'm going home, trying to watch the Super Bowl, but, man, it might be tough. Because he might get a call on his phone. From his boss, Gene Smith, say, hey, Holtman, man, we need to talk. What is going on with this team right now? You know, if you get that call from Gene Smith after a tough 21, you just got skunked, man. You got skunked on CBS, America's most watched network. That's not fun. That ain't fun at all. It's not a good look for the Buckeyes. Not a good look for Chris Holtman. We're going to dive into more about what this means for Chris Holtman and his future in Columbus next right here. Here on Locked on Block, guys. This episode is brought to us by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to, eat, is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I'm I've got just the thing for you. You gotta try Built. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar, candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've talked about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, and that's still an option. But now, you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. 
If you're close to Sam's, if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, churro, and churro. You can thank me later. Chris Holtman. I like him as a coach most of the time. This year is one of those times where I am trying to get away and forget about all the abnormal things I have seen from a Chris Holtman basketball team. Now, many of you have said over the past few years, Chris Holtman does not get the most out of his basketball team. He does out of some players, but out of his basketball team, he does not get that. I think this year is a little bit different. I think at times he got a lot out of his basketball team and the most of them, especially at the beginning of the season. But at some point, I wonder if he is just not able to connect with the players on this team. As someone, you've watched a lot of sports, I've watched a lot of sports, we have seen coaches just lose touch, just not be able to connect with certain players. And I don't think the whole NIL thing is a big factor with his basketball team, like it may be at other universities. So I'm not using that as an excuse. And you may be, and I'm not saying, oh, NIL is the reason. No, I don't believe that. So the, it seems like there is a disconnect. Bryce Sensiball is a good basketball player. Him only having him having eight points in the game against Michigan State, unacceptable. Like for your guys, Ed Key, Justice Suing, um, Sean McNeil led, this, led the team in scoring off and off the bench with 10 points. Tanner Holden, who needs to get more playing time. Like Shuffling the lineup at game, what, what was it, game 25? Trying to figure out something that works. I know it needs to happen, but you would think you would figure out your starting five. You would figure out the rotation. You would figure out guys on the bench and how they're going to come out. How many guys are you going to play in each game? You would think that would be settled back in January, especially from a coach that's been coaching for a long time and been able to have 20-plus wins in the sport Year after year after year. You would think it would be settled back then. No, it is not. It was not settled back then. And ultimately, when it comes to Chris Holtman, he might be out of here soon. Like, I know he just signed a contract extension. I understand what Gene Smith says and how Gene Smith views Chris Holtman's recruiting. I understand all of that. But ultimately... One thing confusing with this team is the coach, man. Every now and then, you have to know when to pull the plug. You have to know when it's time to move on from somebody to bring somebody else in. You may say, Jay, what's going on? Like, won't that hurt the recruiting? It depends on who you bring in as his, as his replacement. If you bring somebody in established, someone that has a track record of winning, maybe not national championships or Final Four trips. They, they may not have six, seven, or eight trips to the Final Four in their coaching career. But if you get somebody that's been around for a while, that's established, has a system, is a good recruiter, and has a track record of it at the high-level D1 uh, level, ultimately, that's kind of the guy you want. Because Chris Holman going from Butler to Ohio State, yes, it's a job he's wanted. Yeah, I get all those things. But I wonder, I wonder if we have seen the best from a Chris Holman basketball team, and we're currently watching the worst of a Chris Holman basketball team, I don't know when they're going to win another basketball game. Thursday, they got Iowa. A week from uh, a week from now, they play Purdue on the road at Mackey Arena on the 19th of February. Penn State at home on the 23rd should be a win. 
But the Buckeyes also lost to Northwestern, lost to Nebraska, lost to Minnesota. So what makes me think that they're going to beat Penn State? They got Illinois and then Michigan State again. Big Ten Conference Tournament. I don't see how they win. I mean, I, I see, I know how. But the way Chris Holman's doing things, I don't know if they're going to win another game. Gene Smith, man, it might be time. Cut ties with him. Get somebody experienced. Get somebody that's been around for a while. Don't get a young guy. Get somebody that's been around for a while, knows how to connect to these young guys, knows how to connect with different generations, and then roll with him. The expectation at Ohio State for the basketball team is not what it is for the football team. But 11-14 to 14 at Ohio State, midway through the month of February in college basketball, that is not acceptable. Guys, we're out of here on a Monday, post-Super Bowl Monday. Hope you had fun with your family and friends watching the Super Bowl last Night. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can also send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thanks for making lots of Buckeyes your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your fine podcast.